before the Floby, only a skilled professional could produce a good layered haircut. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. Proper suction is the key to getting great looking haircuts with no cleanup. This ingenious device lets you give yourself and family perfect haircuts every time. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 12 of New York's Got Talent. Today, we have a very special episode. We are not in Canal Street Market as we usually are. Instead, we are in Astor Place Hairstylists. Why are we in Astor Place Hairstylists? Because these are... These are very important people who can't make time out of their busy schedule to come to Canal Street Market and uh, join us. So we came to them, and you know what? I couldn't be happier about it. It's actually um, one of my favorite places in New York City to just hang out. Um, not only do they provide some of the best haircuts, they provide great company, um, great people. Um, the environment is just one of a kind. And uh, today we are here with manager of Astor Place Hairstylist, Big Mike Saviello. We got uh, veteran barber, Speedy. What's what's your last name, Speedy? Just Speedy, brother. Just That's Speedy, brother. Speaking to the mic, brother. That's A little sweet. bit closer. There you go. There Just you go. Speedy that, may I say, you know, Rasta. Okay. You want me eat the mic. That's a little too close, but there you go. Yeah, okay. my middle. And then uh, we're going to have uh, my, my barber, Jeff. Uh, coming through in a little bit. I think he's finishing up a haircut right now. And, and who knows, maybe we'll get some special guests along the way. Right, Mike? That's right. We got all these people popping in all the time right, right. now. You right never, now. You never know who's going to be at Asda Place. Right now, we're, uh, we're set up in the back back area um, where uh, I, I believe the barbers have their lunch breaks. Um, they do karaoke back here. Right, Mike? That's right. We do karaoke. We eat. We goof around. This is our little downtime back here. There we go. And we'll get into a little bit more about Astor Place later on in the podcast. But I wanted to start with, uh, with Big Mike. So for those who don't know Big Mike, probably means uh, you don't follow me on Instagram. Because if you did follow me on Instagram, you would know that Mike is uh, the subject of my latest documentary film entitled Big Mike Takes Lunch. Big Mike Takes Lunch is a film that I made a few months back. Um, that profiles Big Mike Saviello, manager of 40 years at Astor Place uh, Hairstylist, and his new, new-ish hobby of uh, painting. Now, Big Mike uh, is in his 50s? 57. 57. And it wasn't until a year and a half, two years ago, that Mike decided to take up painting. It was something that he explored when he was in college. Um... But then, you know, he had a family, work, uh, he, he, he just stopped. He put it on hiatus. But a couple years ago, he decided to start painting again. And he uses the shed or the, the storage area in Astor Place as his studio. Now, I've been getting my hair cut here at Astor Place since I was about 9 or 10 years old. And I always remember seeing Big Mike, uh, you know, at the, at the counter when you first walk in. He's the guy who points you in the direction of uh, the barber that you're going to get your hair cut from. And I never spoke to Mike because uh, I kind of just saw him as this, you know, typical grumpy New Yorker who just wants to, you know, get his business done. He wants to tell you which barber to go to. And that's that. So I never spoke to him. Um, but two years ago or a year and a half ago, 
um, I was walking after I got my haircut. I was walking to the restroom, and I saw that the storage area was open. Um, so I poked my head in, and there was Mike painting a Biggie inspired, or I'm sorry, a, a Van Gogh inspired Biggie painting. And I kind of just took this as my opportunity to start talking to him because I found it fascinating. Um, and you know, lo and behold, he had just started painting. Uh, he told me, you know, he, he's been wanting to do it for a while, but kept making excuses that he didn't have time. Um, but he, you know, he just decided to, to start painting on his lunch break. And uh, I thought that that was very admirable. I thought it was very interesting. And for the next few weeks, I'd, I would come back every so often just to check up on his progress. And sure enough, he committed to himself painting every single day on his lunch break for 45 minutes. So over the course of a year, a year and a half, he amassed this incredible gallery of paintings. And you can tell that he's getting better with each and every painting. So a couple months ago, I, uh, I, I approached Mike and I asked if I could make a short documentary on him. And he was down. So we made the documentary. Came out fantastic. And we decided to uh, have a very special screening of the film at Astor Place in conjunction with Mike's first ever art show. So we had the screening, packed out Astor Place, went super well. The mayor came, Mayor de Blasio, PIX11 News came. Um, it was a total success. And Mike, I thank you for uh, letting me tell your story. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to, uh, to, to touch base with Mike, see how things are going since the film released, see what he's working on. Um, and then we can get into talking about Astor Place. So how you how you been, Mike? I've been great. It's been uh, quite a ride since the movie came out. Uh, since the movie came out, it was like uh, it was crazy that week when we were on NBC.com, we were on Vice News, we were on Mass Appeal, we were on like all these internet things, and, uh, and people were just calling me left and right, and uh, I was getting messages. Uh, That's an inspiring story, and it's amazing that you know. And the whole message was that, you know, it's never too late to do anything that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's, I just put my head to it. I say, you know what? I, I never have time when I go home. I never have time on my day off. I never have time in the morning. So, you know, the only really time I had was lunchtime. I have an hour, you know. So mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Let's just come back here and paint. And it all started, uh, I wanted to do it for a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, I never had time. But then I decided I wanted to paint. And lo and behold, that, that night, I walk outside of Astor Place, and right on the wall, right in front of our gate, is this big canvas. And it's the one I did my wife on. It was like literally maybe four feet by six feet. And it had a unicorn painted on it. And I was like, all right. And I said, I took it inside. I painted it all white. And I said, well, this is a sign. I'm going to start. And uh, I came back the next day. And after work, I was going to paint nighttime you know i went back there and it's like 9 30 at night and i was like ah, this is not gonna happen i'm too tired and uh the next day i came back and then lunchtime came and i said let me go look at it i went back there and i i started sketching it out and that was been back there every day since long time so it was a it was an amazing thing just to find that so it was a sign so that's why i started painting and uh and uh, I just kept doing it, and then uh, you came along and uh, did the movie, and uh, next thing you know, 
a lot of famous people come to ask the place. So mm-hmm. like a lot, all the barbers were like, man, you got to see Mike's painting in the back. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring these people back there. And you never know who's going to come back there. Like right. Nick came back there and he made a movie. You right. know? Uh, Robert De Niro's son came over there and says, no, you got to make some paintings for my father. And I made these two paintings for his father. And he bought them and he bought it to him. And he set this great picture with him sitting next to my paintings. And uh Mayor de Blasio wanted a painting, and then all these people, all the people wanted, from a restaurant wanted a painting, and then we just kept going on and on. And then we did the show, and uh, at the show, there was a guy that owned a gallery in Chelsea, mm-hmm. and he goes, man, you got to be in my gallery. I'm opening up next week. And that was like the next week, and next thing I know, I was in a gallery, Channel 11 News came, and it was just, uh, it's just been crazy since then. People have been calling me for paintings, and uh, I said, all right, you know, I, I just... Send send me a picture and I'll do it. That's all. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that it's taken off yeah. for you. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, Mike, kind of like, I mean, what what percentage of your of your of your week is here at Astor Place? Oh. Because you you work at least six days a week. No, right? I work five days a week. You work five days a yeah. week. I, sometimes six. Sometimes six. Yeah. But you live in in Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania. So. I live you know, at Delaware Water Gap, man. Right, so you're commuting, you know, hour and a half, an hour and a half each way, and. Uh, but I feel like I feel like the overall message uh, is that you're you're never too old to do something you want to do. That's one message. The other message is if you don't have time, you make time. Right. And that was a message that I now hold near and dear to my heart, because the whole reason why I never made a documentary film like this was because I felt like I didn't have time like I didn't have time to invest my own money into something that uh, you know I I was passionate about so I kind of took a message out of your book made the film and now I'm actually doing another film that's very similar uh, with Tiger Hood who people know for one thing (laughs) and it turns out he has like a very special talent which is photography so very similar to to you you know people knew you as the manager of Astor Place but you know, here he is, this incredible painter who works in Astor Place. So, um, anyway, very important message. I'm glad uh, we got to put that out to the people because I know, I know for a fact that you are inspiring other people too. Um, you know, not just people your age, but kids. You know, people yeah. my age who. Yeah. who it's, it's a, you don't know how many people tell me that. It's, yeah. it's you know. And I, I was inspired by a customer, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a guy who comes here. is Ralphie. He's my age. He's actually Speedy's customer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's a stockbroker. has a family. He's exactly my same age. And he mm-hmm. goes, I wrote a book, you know, and it's uh, going up the charts. And next thing he won an award. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, how'd you make time to write a book? He said, I don't know. I just I always wanted to do it. And, I, I, you know, I'm busy, this and that. He's got kids. And I said, I just... One night, I just started writing, and uh, I just wrote this book. Right. So I said, "Damn!" I said, "That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start painting," you know. And then uh, he inspired me. I, t- I actually told him that, and uh, so now I'm inspiring other people. So it's it's great. It's, it's great, great. Great. It's a uh, great to inspire people, you know, because you never know when you want to do like you want to do something you know like you said it's sometimes expensive and i i went to buy a canvas and those things are crazy yeah. expensive you know you buy a canvas is like 200 dollars. Right. i said damn you know and then when i found that canvas i was like this is it i know there's no 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 stopping yeah. now i have no the excuses. canvas and i yeah. didn't pay no excuse let me start so you know you gotta look you gotta be a little motivated you have to have a reason and you know and 
if you don't have the money, something will pop up. You know, you, you, you just got to be aware of everything. Right. So what's next for you? Uh, You're still painting yeah, every day, right? Yeah, yeah, just painting. You know, I, I, I got a lot of advice from art people mm -hmm. that are in the business and people who own galleries, people who are artists. And uh, it's, it's, a, you know, fun, it's a funny business to me. I mean, it's not really a business because you, you ask... I always ask them what's you know what's art i see stuff that are in a museum that to me <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me why right. is that in a museum you know i could do that with my eyes closed probably you know but and you know so like i ask everybody everybody nobody knows what art is mm. so art is what whatever you want it to be mm -hmm. that's what i that's what everybody tells me yeah, yeah that's basically what what i'm thinking it is so i'm just gonna do my thing you know i'm not gonna one guy gave me advice. He goes, you know what? Just keep painting. You're, you're doing, you know, people like it. That's it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to be, right. don't try to do something different, you know. So just, that's why I'm going to keep painting. You know, I have a couple ideas that I want to do. Um, I have some people told me do some, certain things, you know. So I'm, I, I, I take their advice, but I'm just going to do what I want to do. You know, I, I just look at things and if, if I say, wow, you know, I could, I can make that a painting and I'll yeah. just do it. Yeah. So, you know, if it comes out, it comes out. Sometimes don't come out great. Sometimes they do. But basically, uh, I have nobody has come back there and said, oh, I don't like these paintings. Right. You know, everybody's like wowed by them. So I, that that makes me keep going and doing what I'm doing. So I'm just going to keep painting and hopefully we're going to probably do another show here at Astor mm -hmm. and uh, probably going to be in a gallery again. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at other galleries, too. And, uh, you know, just. You know, you just keep painting. When you have nothing to do, you just keep painting because you need to get a portfolio of paint, paintings before you can do anything, right. you know. So I have, you know, a couple of ideas, and I'm just going to do my thing. Right. So you've been here at Astor Place for 40 years. 40 years, yeah. And Speedy, how long have you been here? About 29. 29 years? Jesus. Yeah. Too long. <laughs> I just, I just learned Speedy's age today, and I was shocked. Shocked, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. Because I thought this was like a 40-year-old a kid. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm not going to reveal his age on the, on the, Don't on the air. Don't yourself, No. Nev never reveal a, a lady's age. Wow. That's kind of deep. Uh, I'd like to welcome Jeff. Uh, yo, what's up? To the podcast. What's up? Jeff is my barber. No shots to anybody else, but Jeff is... is uh, my favorite barber in, in at Astor Place. You got it right. I've never I've never I've never experienced a Speedy haircut. You should. Uh, yeah, I, I you should just you should let Speedy cut your hair just no. one time. I thought the reason. That well, I wouldn't want to hurt your feelings, Joe. No, 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 no. It'd be okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to film it for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think you probably went to Jeff. Not because you like Jeff, you just like the entertainment of Speedy that works right behind. Yeah, him. I got I got a so good. So it's like it's I got like, a good view. It's like, so what's up, like brother? Getting a haircut yeah. and get entertained at the same uh, time. He ain't paid nothing for it. So, like I said before, I've been getting my hair cut at Astro since I was ten, um, and it's always been a very special place to me. Uh, for those who have never uh, come to Astro Place for a haircut, you must. It's like a museum. It's a piece of New York City history. It's been here since 1965, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been here since the 60s. Very long time. And it, it feels like nothing has changed yeah. in the best way possible. I know Speedy would disagree, but... Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to... Nico, describe the place because people who don't know, it's not like a barbershop with four or five chairs in it. You got to explain. You explain it. All right. So 
people who don't know Astor Place, the place is, is uh, it's a huge, huge, big room. And we have about 70 barbers working at one time in the place. So All it, different creeds and colors yeah, and nationalities. And we have every kind of nationality you could think of here working. Plus, it's amazing that we have a, we'll have a, a kid getting a hip-hop haircut, you know, maybe like in, in his teens, mm-hmm. and then he'll be sitting right hang behind. On, hang on one second. What is a hip-hop haircut? Yeah, well, I didn't want to step on Please, hang on, hang on, hang on. Define it. <laughs> Define hip-hop haircut. Hip, 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 Yo, I knew we needed Jeff on this podcast. That's exactly why. That's exactly why he works at the desk and is not cutting hair. <laughs> You'd be like, Yo, oh, Jeff. hey, you'd be like, hey, what kind of haircut? What, what can I do for you today? Oh, just like a businessman's cut. Well, how about a hip-hop haircut? I can get Jeff. that for you right now. Jeff, if someone came to you and said they wanted a hip-hop haircut and you couldn't question them, what would you do for them? <laughs> a fade, right? You'd probably get yeah, a exactly. fade. Mm, that's, yeah. I think that's what he meant by well, hip-hop well, haircut. Well, 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 high top fade. It, high top fade. No, it, de- it depends what they walked in with first. Yeah, that's right. I'm so, just saying this is the only place that you have a young teenager getting a haircut. <laughs> And right behind them be Valentino with an eighty-year-old lady doing a beehive, and they're right next to each other. They still do beehives. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's that's as the place. So. Right. And uh, we have all walks of life getting haircuts here. We have super super famous. We have the super famous, super famous. My people. favorite part about Astor Place is their wall of fame, yeah. which I'm lucky enough to be on. Yes, Nico um, made the wall of but fame. But the, the wall of fame, it dates back to the 70s, right? Yeah. And you yeah. got like everyone, 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 yeah. literally everyone. I don't even want to name one person because yeah, you, you can't just wouldn't like be doing justice. Anybody who's come to New York and that lived in New York, they had to come here at Astor Place one time. Mm-hmm. And ev- everyone's heard of Astor Place, yeah. too. Like when I was doing the documentary. The first thing I say is, oh, it's, a, you know, the manager of Astor Place. Have you ever been to Astor Place? When Everyone's I, been to Astor Place. When I first started working here, I'll tell you a funny story. It was I started working here, right? And it was just, uh, did we just opened downstairs and we had upstairs. Mm-hmm. And we had upstairs, we had the old Italian and Russian barbers that still wore the old barber capes. They all had the same ones. We had actually had like a little Astor Place when, when the place was just an old man shop. Mm-hmm. And so like started getting really busy and they started all these kids started and then so it was upstairs like only about 20 barbers and there was a big big line outside the place maybe 30 40 people because we couldn't fit them inside mm-hmm. we used to have somebody outside on a megaphone calling the names out for next and scott you believe it or not scott gave david bowie's first haircut when he came to the united states he used to live right around the corner and wow. scott is still working here and at the scott shop today. is still working here and and he gave him that spiked up haircut that he had with the with the long back like the mm-hmm. he Beautiful. gave he gave him that haircut he used to he used to live right around the corner it's, it's the mm-hmm. craziest thing like you never know who walked in there andy warhawk came in got his haircut he wrote a he wrote his, his autobiography and he put it in here like then all his people started coming in it's, right. it's, it's it's unbelievable tell me the uh the new kids on the block story i love that uh, story that actually didn't make it into the documentary yeah, but that's look, one of my favorite stories so like one of the biggest, I'll tell you, the biggest, biggest people that came here, that band, was the, it was New Kids on a Block. When they were just starting out, and their manager was Dick Scott, and he was a, a prominent manager at the time. And uh, he, br- he brought him in, and so they just were starting out, and uh, Ronaldo, that used to work here, started cutting their hair, and they looked like Ronaldo, and they started, you know, and then they got, like, within months, they got, like, to be the biggest thing in the world. So, like, then they were in the pop magazines like M Magazine and all those teen magazines that mm-hmm. they would get their haircut here. And at the time, 
it was so crazy outside the, our door out front that we went in. It was always maybe 15 to 20 teenage girls just waiting for new kids to, on the block to come in. And we just had to go out there and tell them, no, they're not coming today. No, no, we don't care. They'll just wait and they're waiting every day. They'd be there. And then at the time, there's like parents would come in and they would slip me a $100 bill and they give me their phone number and said, please, wherever you, please, can you call me? Can you call me when, you know, I said, no, nah, no, nah, I, I can't take you money. I, you know, I can't call you. Just, but there was this one guy <laughs> and he like, he wouldn't let me, leave me alone. I felt bad for him. What was his name? Speedy? <laughs> no, no, no. no and he, he goes, here's my phone number. Can you please call him? Now, I actually <laughs> did call him. <laughs> really? Because I, his daughter was just, he was just too crazy, you know? And, he, and they came, they rushed right in and they came in. I brought him over and she met him. That made her like life. Not her day. It made her life. And uh, she would come like years after that. He just told me, thank you so much. You don't didn't know. You, didn't you tell me that uh, people would steal their hair? Yeah. So like after... They were getting a haircut, and we used to have to keep them outside. But after they left, they would run down here and try to grab all the hair off the floor and put it in a bag. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyone and want Nico's hair, come <laughs> and ask for Jeff at Astor Place. I got it. Years later, I understood all that because my daughter, she was a crazy like that, too. Yeah. And uh, Wait, so would, what year was this? 80s? I guess early 80s. Early yeah. So you weren't, Speedy wasn't here at the, that time? Uh, I was still in the Caribbean yeah. picking mangoes, <laughs> climbing coconut trees, man. <laughs> no. Damn, why'd you leave? Because hey, his, grandma, his grandmother used to whip him with a little twitch all the time. Oh, Say, boy, get your ass out of here, boy. That bitch used to abuse me, man. <laughs> tell, her, tell, tell her how she used to get the leaves and take the leaves off. Yeah, show no, how no joke, man. Yeah. She used to bust my fucking ass, man. No joke, man. She used to climb a coconut tree like a freaking rat, man. No doubt, brother. <laughs> but then didn't you, didn't you give her uh, poison ivy for toilet paper? Well, that was a kind of a mistake, man. You know what I mean? It's like Stop what lying. actually happened was, we went to the garden. She beat the crap out of me because I defecated in the garden. And when she went to weed the grass, she, she just grabbed a whole lot of doo-doo. Uh-huh. And that bitch ran me down with a machete like she was going to kill me. So when we went back to the house <laughs> night time, she sent me in the back of the kitchen to get us some leaves. Back then, we had no toilet paper. All right. we had was was leaves, okay. you know, so we oh could wipe, you know. Cause, and I, I'm serious, man. After we defecated, it was, it right. was all about leaves, you know. So I was paranoid about going in the back of the kitchen. So I went out there, grabbed a bunch of leaves, went back, gave it to her. No sooner I gave it to her, I realized my hands was fucking itching. The hair goes grandma running out of the freaking bedroom, half-ass naked, throw her ass in a tub of water outside, all to find out I gave the bitch poison <laughs> ivy to wipe her ass, man. You know? and, then, and then she chased you all the way to New York? No, she called me outside. She told me, bring her towel, man. So I went out there, I brought the towel for her. The next thing I know, she put some gently move on my ass, man. I was just sprawled out on the ground, man. And she just stuck her food in my throat like she was going to kill me. So I was like, I was looking under the towel, and all I saw was some shit that looked like bush gardens. It was like King Kong. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm going to tell you a story about Speedy, how he got his name. I found out how Speedy, you know, Speedy's name is... Warl St. James. Warl St. Ange, man. Warl French. St. Ange is French, brother. Not St. So, James. So I That's was, like I in was, my bedroom. I was, I, was, I was watching. I was watching. I was, Mike <laughs> likes to make shit up. St. <laughs> James. He's going to tell you no, this hip-hop haircut. This, and then right after that, he's going to tell you this a is completely true. different this is name true. for the man. I was watching. I was watching. Oh my I was watching. St. James. I was watching a documentary on ESPN, right? Freaking part in the Bible of St. James. On ESPN, they had a documentary about cricket. Okay. Right? 
And then they had the best cricket players in the world. And the best cricket player in the world, who also was, he was knighted by the queen from the island of St. Lucia. And his name was... Sir Frank Wara. Sir Frank Wara. That's right. Speedy's dad? No, 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 that's his. his but know, this guy in St. Lucia was a god. <laughs> okay. You don't understand. Cricket in St. Lucia is is the there's nothing. There's sure. only there's only in the entire Caribbean. Yeah, right. that's that's in the entire they Caribbean. won the world champion. He was the best player ever to play. Okay. What was his name? Sir Frank Warrell. Sir Frank Warrell. And then I started thinking, Warrell? Who the hell names that kid fucking Warrell? <laughs> Right? Well, and I um, came in that day and I said, I'm a mother who wanted the kid to be a warrior, man. Because he was an idol there. Wow. And that's his name is Warl St. James. Wow. St. Ange, man. Saint Why oh St. James? What's wrong with you, bro? Warl. But Saint that's how James. he got his name, Warl. That's the best. So that's the story. <laughs> Wait, but why, how did he get his name Speedy? <laughs> You want to know? You ever seen him do a haircut? <laughs> no, actually, the name Speedy came through. It actually came through karate. I started doing karate, right? And then I became. I I, I got good very very quickly. Okay. I was pretty fast at everything I do in the martial arts. And uh, when I, I my first tournament was in Barbados, and I kicked ass over there. And <laughs> the last person I fought in Barbados, <laughs> I kicked the daylight out of his ass. I was like, "Ma, this ass, oh my god." Your band name is Russell Speedy. <laughs> so the name just did. That was it, man, you know. Oh so I combined the name, the Speedy name with karate, and then I start going out with the girls, man, you know. So it's like girl upon girl upon girl upon girl. So, you know, it's like the name just did. Speedy Gonzalez. That's it, brother. Wow. The name just follow, man. W which is funny in itself because a customer came back the other day after he cut his hair. And he came back and he was looking around. He was looking around. I just wanted to see what he was going to do because he had already gotten his hair cut. And Speedy uh, went in the back to, you know, you know, use the bathroom or what. He, he disappeared for a quick second. And the guy was standing there looking. I, said, I wanted to see what the guy was going to do with the tip money or if he was going to walk out, if he was going to wait for him or look <laughs> around more. He looked confused, but he looked like he came back to the... Um, to the to the where he was getting his haircut, but he was just unsure because Speedy wasn't there. And I said, so after like a, maybe about 60 seconds of him looking around, I said, I said, who are you looking for? He said, he said, ah, I'm looking for the guy who cut my hair. I think his name is Gonzalez. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, he's coming right back. Don't worry. He's coming right back immediately. Speedy. That's Speedy right, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. That was funny. That's right, that was a good one. Man. That's he called him Gonzalez. Nobody calls him that, but he, he didn't remember Speedy. He just remembered Speedy Gonzalez. That was good. You see, for me, I ain't trying to make love to nobody's head. I just want to <laughs> cut your hair and get you out of here. That, that's it. Just take your money and go. That's it. You know, give you a good haircut. You know, take your money and bounce. That's it. That's fair. <laughs> Simple. You know, that's how Asta Place actually built its reputation on quick haircuts. This place did not build its reputation on... on 45 minute haircut it was all about the buzz cut. <laughs> three four five minutes boom that's it you are right you know get paid get laid that's it right <laughs> that's funny that's funny in itself because no, it's true a buzz cut is only one haircut that's only one haircut number one number two all over that's it that's your special that's my specialty that's <laughs> who taught you how to learn cut hair Man, you go to, to be school honest, or you just showed up at Astro Place? So you ask me a question, can I answer you, please? <laughs> <laughs> now I'll tell you how I learned to cut hair. I actually uh. started cutting hair through poverty. 
I grew up in extreme poverty. Right. And that's, yeah, yeah, you're wiping and, your and ass with leaves. Well, wiping your ass with leaves means you were really fucking poor. P-O, not P-O-R-P-O, poor. That's right. Couldn't even afford the last three letters. <laughs> well, you know, Two that's letters. right. That, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you, you're a white guy trying to be funny now. <laughs> now, listen up. When I was growing, I hated school. School was not the, was not the ultimatum for me because growing up in the islands with a mother with six kids, abandoned by the father, hmm. we had to think of how to survive. So I went to school, but most of the time I played hooky. You know, because to me, education was not an ultimatum to me. Survival was what it Do was. Do they call it hooky in St. Lucia? No, we call what? it beast. I know we call it something. Beast. We call, call it beast. You know, I learned that word as I came to America. Okay. So then I, figure, I, I had to figure out a way to make money quick. So I, on a Sunday, I would stay under the breadfruit tree, take a razor blade and a comb, and scrape the guy's head. And I quickly became a sensation. Wow. Nah, I swear to God, it was just, we had no machine to just, so just you were, you a were razor natural. blade. Yeah, it was a razor blade and comb, and we started cutting hair like this, you oh know? Wow. And that's it, you know? And that just flourished. I was started cutting hair for a dime, you know, a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar, use the money, go to movies and stuff. And that's how I started, man. And I've been in the business for 55 years now. This year going to be my 55 years. That's crazy. That's right. Damn. Awesome, man. That's beautiful. How many haircuts that's do you think you've given in your entire life? Oh my God! God, more haircuts than my grandma got pubic hairs on the butt. <laughs> so seven? Seven? <laughs> no, no, no! Come on! <laughs> I just told her she like King Kong, bro. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Nico? <laughs> no, seriously, you think you've you think you've given over a million haircuts? Man, to be precise, yes. I'm not sure for the million, but I know I have actually done a lot of haircuts, and that's the honest truth. We have a new guest here. Yeah. You want to announce man. yourself? Hi, I'm Noemi. Noemi, nice to meet you. I don't think I've ever seen you here before. Well, I work in the special area, in the okay. VIP area. Oh, in the VIP area. <laughs> yeah, what in do, the what VIP lounge. What do you do at Astro Place? I do mostly women's. Okay. How yeah. long How long have you worked here? It has been already eight years since eight I years. arrived from Italy, yes. From Italy? Mm-hmm. See, wow. We got. Do you think Italians are the, are the most popular uh, people here at Astro Place? Probably right. Oh, way we back got, when there was. Yes. We got Alberto. Yes, we got Scotty. We got Giovanni. We got um uh, Dominic. Okay. Um Luigi. Alexia Piero. Alexia and 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 her f- and Fifi for sure. Oh, and Fifi. Yeah, that's it for right. sure. Mm. You don't have any Asians cutting hair though. Ah uh, no, they don't know how to cut hair, have, man. We used to have one. Yeah, one guy upstairs. Yeah. That's oh. right. So that so that that, that that's just that's just a challenge for any Asian barbers that are out there who really want to get get down at Astor Place to you know come in and show your skills and build some clientele there once you, you stop by. There you go. And then maybe yeah. Ryan would get his haircut here. Now we had right. one Asian guy before, but he's quickly started thinking of opening a, a restaurant selling Chinese food. So we had to cut oh. that guy loose. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how many years have you been here? Um, I, w- I worked here in uh, early 2000s for um, about four years on and off, and then um, I recently um, came back two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, why'd you leave and why'd you come back? Many reasons. Bo- both both <laughs> yeah. reasons. Bo- on both sides of that, many reasons. I think uh, you missed me, man. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had some shit Did going you and Speedy down, keep man, in yeah. touch when you left? No. 
No. This no. white boy never kept in touch with me. Not one. Not no. one day, man. Well, did you keep in touch with anybody when you left? Well, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I did for I did for a while, but okay. I was I was you know in and out of town, and you know it's complicated. No but. excuses. Yeah. No, <laughs> but but every every time I came back to the shop and, and you know stopped by over here, I always saw Speedy because he was definitely at his post, right, holding it down. Um, oh, so I I got uh, sidetracked, but I was saying um, I I was getting my haircut here since I was ten, and mm. then. Uh, randomly I reached out to Astro Place on Instagram. This was probably like four years ago. Wait, right? Two four. years ago. No, more than that. Way more than that. Two years ago. No. Yeah. Really? At least two and a half. I came back in here in 2016. Oh, shit. Alright, well anyway, I reached so out to Astro Place on Instagram. Years, uh, not expecting to hear back because I imagined that it was just like some 70-year-old barber running the Instagram account. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so I I, I uh, was just like, look, I've been getting my hair cut here since I was ten. Uh, I'd love to come in and do some behind the scenes, hoping that my Instagram clout would like get me a you know a, a behind the scenes pass. And uh, it was it was uh, Jeff who was behind the the Astro Place uh, Instagram account, and he told me to come in. Uh, like I said, I expected it to just be like some seventy year old man, but it was this uh, young handsome Jeff. And uh, they call him handsome, bro. Me. We call him. We call him Affleck. Affleck. That's right. Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, anyway. take, don't take Nico off subject. He's trying so, to get to uh, so yeah. So we we started talking, and you know, I started taking some pictures of, of Astor Place, let him use it for their Instagram, and you know, we just uh, grew a grew a friendship uh, through that, and you know, I've, I started coming back. Jeff knows better than anybody that this is kind of like my my happy happy place where I just come and I. I, I zone out. Um, it's a very good place to zone out. There's a lot going on, but it's easy to zone out. That that day when um, <clears throat> that day when you came in and we, and we chatted the, for the first time, um, and you told me, "Oh, I've been coming to the shop for years, mm -hmm. you know, since I was a kid, and you know, on and off, and blah blah." And I said, "Oh, you know, Big Mike, or you know, so and so." You said, "Oh, no, I mean, I yeah. seen him, but I don't, I don't really know him like that, you know." I've been coming in here, so then I remember I was like, "Shit," and you. you because you love this place so much, mm. as many people do, many, many people come through, whether they frequent this place or they've been here twice. Yep. They love this place. And, <clears throat> um, when, you know, seeing your love for the place, I said, man, I got to introduce you to these people. So yep. when you come here, you have a home here. Hell people yeah. know you. They know you, you know them, you know, and you can kind of you see the people because peop sometimes people come in there a little bit intimidated because there's, you know, 60 something people working in here and like there's me. people all over the first time I run away <laughs> yeah and and so you know you know it's it's good to have a place where you can go to where you can you know count on like a state uh, you know a stable place right. you know and Astor place is that place for a lot of people man right whether you live here um if if you're in another country and every time you come back to New York you're back at Astor right you know it's you know just been a cornerstone you know for so long and uh you know i'm glad that you came through that day and we connected that for day. sure me too man and, i'm very uh, grateful and you know it opened up a I lot i remember of i remember i met speedy that day because i took that video of him doing fake cocaine mm -hmm. at his uh at his desk or at his at his station that ain't true man what true. it was fake it, coke oh it was real coke i don't do fake coke that's <laughs> i do real coke that's, um, that's that's what happens when barbers sit around for too long and you know, they get bored. They just yeah. make shit up, and yeah. that's one of the greatest places about uh, things about this place is that you know there's so many different kinds of people here. Yeah, 
and different age brackets from different areas of the world, different languages, different religions who work here, right. let alone the, the customers who come in here is just, you know, the, the range is, is, is unbelievable. There is no other place. Yo, Lou, come say hi. Here, speaking to one of the mics. Speaking to that mic. Big Lou in the house. We got Big Lou in the house. Lou is another Astor Place barber. Say hi, Lou. Jeepers Creepers. How long have you been at Astor Place? About five years now. Five years. What's your favorite part? Favorite part of the barbershop? Yeah. I don't know. I'd say when everybody's here just rocking, working, making everybody feel good about themselves. I should get crazy about that. They keep on calling barbershop, barbershop. <laughs> or barbershop. salon, hair salon. It's not just a barbershop. We're here too. We're doing hair, extension, coloring. Everything hair See, that's Astor. good. That's a misconception. We, we, have, the, we have the special place. Here, speaking of the mic. Oh, we have the special place in the back as well, like a, the small spa uh -huh. that you can get makeup done, you can get facial done. Damn, Astor Place has got a bikini wax too. You can, yeah, you can wax. Does Speedy do the bikini waxes? I'm about to tomorrow. We do the microneedling, we do the scalp aesthetics, we do sure. a lot of stuff here. Yeah, so you do, you guys do women hair as well? Yes, of yes, course. Yes, okay, because I feel like that's a misconception. We do weddings, wow. I go to people's like... I'm, I'm here like eight years and I'm, I got a girl and then she got engaged and then she got married and yeah. then she has kids now and I'm always there with them with the big events, right. taking care of the look, of the hair, of the makeup mm -hmm. and make them feel comfortable about themselves to go through the days that's it's very important for them. Right. What are you, what are you, what are you trying to say, Mike? <laughs> what? My name, Noemi, Noemi. Noemi. Magic Emmy, they call me. No, I'm Italiano. I'm Italiano, si. Si, Italiano. Oh, <laughs> How I came here? Well, I'm from an Italian hairstylist family. Like, everybody in my family does hairstyling. And when I actually came here eight years ago, I couldn't find the place, actually, really. I keep on looking on Google. I couldn't find it. And then my friend said, oh, it's downstairs. Me, downstairs? We have super fancy hair salons, <laughs> really fancy, fancy, right. high-class hair salons in Italy. And when I walked the stairs down and I saw all those guys, <laughs> I ran away. Wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> it, yeah, was, it was Mike at the front smiling. Yeah. She Probably. ran. <laughs> I don't remember. He said, come here, let me paint you real quick. <laughs> yeah, and actually my husband and my friend, he said, at least you got to go talk to them like, you have an appointment here. You gotta be professional. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. So I came down and I talked to them. I had a great day. I cannot complain about nothing. The guys here are very respectful. Even Speedy. Yeah. Are you sure? He was, was making fun of me. <laughs> I couldn't even talk English when I got here at all. I gave a few incentives, you know, no, no, every no. now and then, you know. Yeah, he still does. I remember when she came, I met her upstairs. I don't know who, who the hell she was. She was sitting up there on her, on, on her equipment smoking a cigarette. Uh -huh. And I said, who's this black guy talking yeah. to me? Oh, shit. I didn't know she was coming down there, to be honest. Right. You know, it's afterwards, I realized she started talking to Fifi, and, and, and that was about it. Right, know? right, right. Yeah. He, was he was actually the first one on my first day speaking up to me. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the first one who spoke to her. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Speedy, what a guy. Cheers up to and Speedy Gonzalez, man. That's it, my brother. Body. And they haven't had a real conversation since. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Jesus. laughs> Not really. 
So, Speedy, you've been here for 29 years. Yeah, just about. Oh. Just about. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for, for coming Lots on. Lots of kisses from Noemi. Yes. Just about. 29 exciting years, man. I bring, I bring it on. Years. I bring it on the house when I have to. So you, you clearly love this place. Yes, it's I do. Life. I would not. But at the same um, time, go ahead. at the same time, you shit on it quite a bit. In terms of? Mm. It's a love-hate relationship. I can imagine. If you're in a place this often, it's probably a love-hate relationship. Almost definitely. You know, in every aspect of business, you have your ins and outs. Now, don't get me wrong. This dude sitting across there, he, he, he ain't in the sense of nothing. Which dude? The, the, the which one? Which the, one? Uh, which one? The big guy. You see my finger? <laughs> Nobody can oh. see you. The big dude <laughs> oh. uh, He's talking about. Oh, Mike. radio. Oh, yeah. yeah, over there. Over Speedy there. Speedy ha- uh, doesn't realize that this is this is radio <laughs> and not television. That is radio. You know, <laughs> I'm actually I'm shooting <laughs> it. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm you are shooting it. it. Okay, yes, good. I am. Good. Yes. Good. Now I have to admit, you know, it's uh, I never worked for no one in uh, throughout throughout my entire life. Right. Ever, never. I always work for myself. I had a business in St. Lucia for 38 years. Never worked for anyone until I came to America. And the interesting about your question, Nico, about how if he shits on it and if he loves it and uh-huh. stuff like that, is that this man could probably go and get a, a, sh- um, a job at any barbershop in the city. But okay. he chooses to be at this shop because he fucking loves this fucking place. He it's loves this place more than he loves place. himself. It's you like being I mean? free. It's like being captive, you know, but be, being captive <laughs> by the white man and they finally open the, o- open the damn cages <laughs> and you're like, I'm free. Stupid. <laughs> That's no, it. no, seriously, though. You, no, you, no, you no. can go work. You can go work at a lot of shit. I can. You I can. Know. So why do you choose that? Stuff? I actually so. left there in 2015. I went to work in the Chelsea market. And Chelsea market. Yes, I did. I oh, left wow. there 2015. I'm what are you doing? Chelsea Making market. mango juice? No, actually, you're wrong. In the Chelsea market? No, actually, it's a nice place. Smoothies and shit? No, no for real. I, first I left, I went to work on 10th Avenue and 24th Street. Why'd you leave? Called. Well, you know, after a while, I, get, I, I, I got tired. And I just wanted to do something else. After it, 25 it, years? After t- I just wanted to be... Uh, to me, being here was... I felt like I was incarcerated. Whoa. You okay. know, and I'll be, I be honest about it. Okay. So I Let's left. Be honest. I left, I spent six months in Chelsea Market. Okay. And uh, my clients, it's like to them, it's like, hey, we got to go from east to west. Right. That was kind of confusing to them. Okay. Is this like high-end clients that we're talking about? Yes, yes, of course. And then I decided, you know what, man? I got to work to make my clients happy. Right. So when I left Asa Place, I didn't have a problem. I simply told John and Paul, hey, you know what? It's like, um, I want to try something else. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if anything happens as I go down the line, I want to be able to come back and work for you. And all they said was, I'm really sad to see you go. Yeah. You know, and I left. But um, when yeah. I was ready to come back, I called. I said, John, hey, I, I need to talk to you. Yeah. And he said, okay, I came in. And I said, hey, I think I want to come back and see, work for you. See, you missed everyone. He, he, he's, he's getting emotional just yeah. talking about no, it. Right no, no, you know, no, actually, you, you, I'm cool. You, you no, know no, why? I'm all right, bro. Hang right. on. You I'm know, right. you know why? Because ar- around that time, I remember he did send me a message. Oh. And, he, and, and the, yeah, I think the text read something like, oh, man. I miss Astor so much. Yeah, I miss watching it's all the guys' no, butts walking no, around, it, man. All the virgin oh, boys, he, he, you know. He, he was watching new ones at the new shop, but the point is, is I, I think that the text was something like, "Oh, I miss Astor so I much." I miss Lou most it's, of all, it man. It sounded like he was married for a long time, yeah. and he cheated on his his, right, his exactly. woman or his man, and then he regretted it. My right? man, you had it. And so he was crying for like a week. He told man. me he oh cried for like a week straight after he left. Wow. No, the, the look at look. He's got no, tears the, right no, now. The, 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 the whole Boys thing about Chelsea Market, it's it's a very strict place to work. 
Okay. There ain't no gesturing and no messing around down there. You go to nine to eight and that's it. Take your right. time with this, Speedy. Take Over your time. here, you got lots of freedom. Right. You could leave Speedy, work. if you want to start crying right now, it's fine. <laughs> oh, please okay, don't hurt me. Okay. Oh, Jeff, why did it's you have okay. to do this to me? <laughs> Jeff, what the fuck? I came back because oh. of Jeff. That bitch left me. Oh, my God. I'm back. Oh, Jeff, please. Oh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, she's over here. <laughs> where? Show me. I'll go find her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some crazy ass shenanigans going on over here. Shenanigans. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your most memorable moment from being here at Astro Place. Man, I got tons of them. A good one. I'll give you a good one right okay. now. <laughs> 7 a.m. one morning, one Saturday morning, I'm sitting there re reading my paper, which I do all the time. Some Spanish dude walks up to me and he said to me, um, <laughs> hey man, you know how to do a design? So I said, sure. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to draw a dragon in the back of my head with flames coming out of the dragon jaw Four fire fighters standing by <laughs> with two fire engines out in the fire. And I'm thinking in my mind, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Man? Is he crazy or some shit? So I said, um, do you ever, ever heard of a guy named David Blaine? He told me no. I said, David Copperfield? <laughs> he was like, no. I said, Jesus? He told me, yeah. I said, I think you need to go <laughs> talk to one of these guys. <laughs> oh, you go talk to one of these guys, man. Because what you're asking me to do, it, 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 it can't be done. And had another one I'll give you right now. I'll be honest about it. I'm cutting this white dude here one time. He's bald on top. He looks at me, hey, man, you know anything I could do to grow the hair in my head? <laughs> and I'm thinking, how dumb this dude is, man. Dude, if I know anything you could do to grow the hair in your head, I wouldn't be sitting here cutting your freaking hair. No, I'd be making tons of money. So out of my perverted mind, I say, yeah, man. He tell me, what's that? I said, what you need to do, wake up 5 a.m. in the morning, go to Central Park South, find yourself a dozen of the tiniest little ants you can find. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're male, not yet circumcised. Oh, Take them. <laughs> Jerk them off one by one. Put the sperm in the teaspoon. Put a little honey in it and rub it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> the guy looked at me like, what the fuck wrong with this nigga? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> All right, to everybody listening out there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do not hire anybody Yo, from Saint I gotta Lucia. be real though. If yeah, if, if a if a Caribbean guy like Speedy told me that, I'd probably believe him. No, I'm serious. If he told me in that accent, he's like, "You got to jerk, jerk off a couple oh, of ants fuck. and put some no, honey I'm and serious, blah blah blah." I'd I'd believe him. I thought I'd think nah, it was some it's like no witchcraft joke. shit. I'm absolutely serious about it. So then the guy looked at me like, "What the fuck wrong with this dude, man?" So he went. I finished finished doing his haircut. He went to the counter, paid. He came back, gave me a tip. He said, and, he, the and, and he walked towards the door and he held on to the, for like, uh, to, to the door for like 20 seconds and he just looking at me and nodding his head side to side. And the only thing I think this white guy thinking, you stupid fucking nigger. <laughs> 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 Do you ever see him again? Ever never, man. Maybe he, he's he come in, the, but he, he has hair now, and you don't he, recognize but him. But it was a dumb question exactly. anyway, to be honest with you, you know? Because if I know anything you could do to grow the hair in your head, dude, I wouldn't be cutting you have $18. True. I'd be making tons of money. It's a fact. You know? Everybody at work's here. We work here so many hours. Like, we know each other's family more yeah, than we know our own family, you know? And, and as, in a, as in every family, there's fights and there's arguments, but... 
in the end, we're all family. And we all get together, and everybody watches out for everybody else. And you know, so it, it is. It's a very unique place to work. You know, you get seventy adults in one room working together from all walks of life. You know, there's going to be. But also, it's you see how the world could be mm-hmm. if if like everybody just worked together and lived together and and respect each other it would be a, a, a lot better world i always tell everybody you just you want peace in the world you come to ask the place there you and go. See, it see, starts how, here. see how starts it's see how it's done you know wow and um back to uh when you first came and you met jeff and you met me and uh we asked you to do he you did a, a video about ask the place mm-hmm. and, and uh you put it on your site and uh i don't know how many people commented on it right yeah. and i just want to tell you like from that i met uh contacted contacted me customers that i haven't seen for like 10 20 years and they're like saying you're still here and you're still here and uh so i've been talking to a lot of them you know and they said oh man when i come back to new york and uh they so i was uh, i just want to thank you for that that was a really you don't know i met like i'm talking to like 40 50 people at least that like that that they said man i saw you in new york nico i can't believe you're still here and everything so that was i thank you for doing that of course yeah so that was pretty cool and that that that's the amazing thing is because barber shops all over the world are special places for people all over the entire world now this specific shop that he's talking about right now astor place what we're talking about this is not like any other of those shops. None of those shops are like each other. Some similar, but every one is unique to its own. But this place, with the amount of people that come into this place, that work in this place, the years that this place has been open, that alone, I mean, that's why these people can come back 20 years later mm. and they're still here and it's still going and it's still going strong, yeah. you know, and there's still fantastic barbers and hairstylists working in here every single day. So. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting hearing those stories because, you know, you, you think about just the history just built in based yep. off of all those relationships from all those years and all those haircuts and all those people. And I'll tell you, you another know. funny story from the from the movie. Right. Uh, I forgot to tell you two weeks ago, a uh, guy comes in. and He says, man, I, I can't believe it. I got to get my hair. He goes, my first time here. And I said, yeah, how'd you get here? He goes, you ain't going to believe it. Yo. He goes, uh, I saw the movie. I was in Wyoming. Hmm. And I saw the movie, and then I saw mm-hmm. your news clips and everything, and mm-hmm. then, like, I, came, I just came to New York on a business trip, and I said, I have to come to Astor Place. And he came down to Astor, and he got a haircut, and he said, this is an amazing place, you know? So, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, so. And that's amazing, because all that came through Instagram relationships yep. that became real relationships yeah. in real life. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, and so you never know who is who and what is what, especially yep. on Instagram and social media yeah. and everything else. It's like... You know, it's a powerful tool, so if you can, use it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'd like to invite anybody listening to try us one time. Come down here. Ask for me, Big Mike. I'll steer you to the right person. I'll see what your personality is, who's going to be the right guy for you or girl. He's friendlier than he looks. And uh, we, do, uh, we do all kinds of hair. We do women hair. We hip-hop do men hair. hair. We do hip-hop, hip-hop. hair. We do beehives. Oh, hip-hop, bebop, we, 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 we do whatever you want. We do colors and perms and everything. And you just come down, and I'll sit you in a chair. You're going to just relax, and you're going to have a great time. Unless and, Speedy's and, cutting your hair. And anybody. And if you want to lose your job, ask for Jeff. Ah, no, no. Jeff, is Jeff. you got to call me before you want to come for Jeff. Because, <laughs> exactly. Because he takes, all, he takes exactly. his time, and uh, we've got to set something up with Jeff. So if you want to go with Jeff, 
call me, Big Mike, and I'll, I'll set you up with Jeff. So, so And also, I want to ask if anybody wants to come in. I have a crazy, crazy big gallery of art in Astor Place. And anybody out there is welcome to come down and just come in and come see my gallery. You could just go back there and look at the paintings yourself. And Everything's for sale. And everything's for sale, but take pictures, send it out. And so... It's uh, if you're around the area, just want to stop by, look at the barbershop, come look at my gallery. You're you're more than welcome. Just come down anytime. Love it. So with New York changing so rapidly, becoming more commercialized, you see a lot of these mom and pop spots closing down because they can't afford the rent. Um, do we have to worry about Astor Place? Uh, not for now. No, no you know it, it's been a lot tougher than it was. I know that. You know the the owners. It wasn't like it w was before, because everything's just so much more expensive. You know, yeah, of like just to say, when I when I started here, a slice of pizza used to be fifty cents. The subway was thirty-five cents, right? Crazy. Coming through the Holland Tunnel used to be two dollars and seventy-five cents. Now that's seventeen dollars. A slice <laughs> of pizza is five dollars, and and uh, every it's just so expensive. Now, when I first started here, our haircut was ten dollars. Now it's like. 18 it's like it's not the price hasn't gone up according yeah. to everything else right. and, you know we're trying to keep the prices down every you know the lease is going up every expensive going up everything's gone up and so it's, it's a lot lot more struggle for us to stay in business but we, we you know we're definitely trying to stay in business we, you know but we need we need support from the community you know i mean like since i started working in this whole area with so many family businesses. There's only two family businesses within probably 15 blocks of this whole area, and that's mm -hmm. us and across the street, the Cozy Diner. Right. Uh, that's about it. Uh, there's nothing else that you can walk up and down this block and there's, uh, around the area. There's nothing left. Everything's commercial. Food, stores, everything's commercial. There's no, there used to be so many clothing stores, shoe stores, mm -hmm. right, around the area. There mm -hmm. used to be so many delis. You don't even get a deli in no more in the area. It's yep. just crazy. It's just everything's just commercial. And, um, I, I hope we're going to stay in business. I you know, but we need support. So come down here and yeah. What can and we try. do? What can we do? Just get our haircuts. Yeah, just get your haircut. Get and the look, word out. Know, yeah, get, but get, yeah, get. but even even though that being said, it's like all the people who know Astor from back in the day, it's still, still here. here. It's still it's here, still here and it's going yeah. stronger than yeah. ever. So that being said, all the people who don't know Astor and never been here before, come check it out because you're going to get some of the best haircuts in the city. And it's yeah. a museum. And right. It's a museum and, here. And yeah, and plus, this peop, this people out there, right, they're doing shave. A, a straight razor hot towel shave, they're doing it for $45, $50, right? We do the same shave, $18. They're not going to do nothing different that we don't do. Right. You know, so the, the, a haircut is a haircut. We have great haircutters here. And there's nothing that... There's nothing different between a hundred dollar haircut and an eighteen dollar haircut. Well, the, the interesting except about except that, for the price. The interesting thing about that is is that one of the requirements to work in the shop is that you have to be able to cut any ethnic mm -hmm. background that comes through that door. So, if you're white and someone who's Asian or um, black comes to the door, you have to be able to do that no matter what. You can't say, "Oh no, I don't do, I don't cut Asian hair. Right. I don't." No, no, no. It doesn't matter. It's like you have to be skilled uh, to cut every ethnic background, anything that walks through that door, and that's everybody who's working here. And now people have specialties. So on top of that, people have specialties. So you come and investigate those specialties and see, you know, who you really, really want to get a shave with, you know, and or who you want to get your braids by, or you know, fill in the blank. I'm gonna tell you another story. When when it was the, when the market crashed, mm -hmm. 
was that about 15 years ago, maybe around there? You don't know how many women from uptown will call. Can you do highlights? You know, they yeah. just lost their job. They mm -hmm. just lost so much money. They were going uptown getting highlights for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, how much you charge for highlights? At the time, we were charging like hundred and fifty. Yeah. They couldn't believe because they, in their mind, they think that you can't do the same job right. for seven hundred fifty dollars right, right, right. that you could do for hundred fifty dollars. It's highlights. It's the same process. They're not doing anything different right. than than we're doing. It's the same process. It's the same thing so as a haircut. Is the same haircut you're going to get for hundred dollars. You're going to get over here for eighteen dollars. So when those women used to call, says, "Can you do that hair? Can you can you do this highlights? I paid seven hundred fifty dollars uptown, and I don't, you know you guys only charge I don't know. Listen, listen to me. When you get to seven hundred fifty dollars, right? They probably give you a nice little cappuccino on the house, right? Yeah, they do. I said, you know what? You come over here. You're gonna pay one hundred fifty dollars. You go across the street to Pret. You buy your own cappuccino for three fifty. You're saving about six hundred dollars. Right. You know how many haircuts I've fixed." Oh. from barber shops around this city yeah. and since the prices here are lower than most of theirs they come here to fix it after it gets butchered uptown yeah. or wherever yeah. the hell they i'm like who did this yeah. it's like it's it's honestly it's unbelievable to me how much the skill level in barber shops have changed and not in a good way um over these years like all the old school barbers they prided themselves on the skill set that they brought to the job every day, right. the tools that they use to achieve them, and how they take care of their customers. Right. And so you see people coming here all the time, which haircuts, which there was nobody gave a shit about that haircut. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's interesting because all these places are popping up and people are going to them, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. You can come here for a much more inexpensive uh, price and phenomenal haircuts all day, every day. Absolutely. Seven days, seven days a week. And we're open every day. Until exactly. 9 p.m. So you come here. It's like, well, it's, yeah. it's we're always open. Come down. Uh, this this guy's here at 5 o'clock in the morning, some on most days. Mm -hmm. We're here to 9 o'clock at night. Just come in, try us out. And we do, we, we'll just take care of you. you. You'll be amazed. And, you know, and we have, you come look at our wall. So many movie stars and people came here. They don't come here because they could afford the most expensive haircuts. They, they can afford it, but they come here basically because of the haircut and the atmosphere and the whole New York scene. This is like really New York. This is like old New York used to be. You come in, you sit down, you, you know, get your haircut. No, you know, you get a great job, great price, and you, and you have a good time while you're at it. And you could, you know, you just, it's an experience. So please come down and support us. Whatever you do, ask the speedy when you get it, okay? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming right, on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Nick. Pleasure. Always. Speedy. Pleasure. It's been Jeff, a pleasure, bro. Thank you, Nico. Pleasure. I'll see you guys at the shop. Yep, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, ask for Speedy. Yeah, that's the man. Speedy's the man. Barry White, baby. <laughs> All right, Ryan. And you always out. call. Oh. You call. You oh. ask for Big Mike. What's the number? 212 <laughs> <laughs> Nine eight five four. You sure? Yes. Because I remember you two, told me that once, no, and it two, wasn't the right number. Two one two. He gave you his grandmother's phone number. Nine eight five four. <laughs> okay. But you look us up on uh, Instagram, Ask the Place, or on the web, and uh, you come down, and uh, we'll take care of you. Just try us out. Try us out. All right. Thank you, fellas. Ryan, take us out. Beautiful. That was fun. I think that was a Hip hop. Good one.
Try us out. Try us out. Two one two four seven five nine eight five four. Try us out. Try us out. Try us out. Two one two four seven five nine eight five four. Try us out. Try us out. Hip hop.